This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Kate Constable here with you. We will hear from Ben Brown in just a bit, but I'm wondering, we've got a couple of months before football season starts, and Kate, I'm wondering if maybe one of the things that, that we could consider doing as a BetQL group is whenever you have a football play you really, really like, call it like a five-pancake bet. But if something is really <laughs> sharp, it's a one-pancake bet. What are you thinking here? Hey, I think that's a great idea. We could go even further. Like you, you want a parlay. That means you get some syrup and whipped cream on top. Maybe even a four-legger, you throw some blueberries into those pancakes. I, I think that's, you know, a great idea right there. All right, then. We've, we've got a couple months to iron out the details, but I'm excited uh, for the possibilities. I'm excited to get some pancakes as well uh, delivered to L.A. from Chicago. All right, guys. Uh, joining us now uh, to talk about the NFL offseason and so much more is Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. Ben, I want to start with uh, some serious talk here pertaining to the NFL's gambling policy and apparently uh, a cult is now under investigation for potentially placing a number of bets. And while this has been going on, The Athletic has come out and said that uh, under condition of anonymity, several players have said that they don't really know uh, the NFL's gambling policy that well. They don't know what they can and cannot do. So I'll ask you, do you believe that so many NFL players would not have known about the league's gambling policy to where we are in the state we're in? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's obviously the, uh, a, a little bit of a learning curve. I do think, like, you know, getting the information out to the players is obviously one thing, but the players actually, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like, ingesting it or digesting that information and really, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's in a lot of scenarios and really going through what the expectation actually is, I think, you know, probably didn't happen in every single scenario, right? Now we're kind of dealing with a little bit of a follow And I think, you know, the follow right now very much seems to be, centered around this idea that players shouldn't be gambling within team premises on site or whatever. And I think, you know, there's there's obviously some back and forth with how that has actually come about to be a rule. I do think that probably is, you know, relatively reasonable, but I think there's also an expectation that these guys are, you know, in the in the office or in their building or in their team building for, you know, eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. And in a lot of ways, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to me. Like if I can embed 
in my basement or whatever, like I wouldn't be betting whatsoever in a lot of ways. So I do think there maybe is going to be a little bit of a feeling out phase between the Players Association and what the NFL actually expects. And maybe we do see some modifications to certain rules, but I very much think like everything that's happened so far, like we're not seeing, you know, there, there's not going to be, uh, maybe I have a little bit of blinders on in this scenario, but I don't think we're going to see like an NFL player throw a football game for even like $10,000 or something. Like, I don't think that's at all what's happened so far. And I don't think that's really, I would say the greatest concern right now. I do think getting it right, getting the players and the NFL players association and the owners and everybody else kind of on the same page with the expectation for what gambling can and cannot happen. It is kind of the stage that we're at right now, but I think that is going to get fleshed out. And I'm not saying that we're not going to have one of those high level you know, concerns later on, but very much I think the infractions that have happened recently, I would say don't really fit the bill of what we maybe project out on social media and Twitter. Yeah, uh, Roger's certainly not looking to throw a game here with uh, wagers of 25 to $50. I say good on him. He's got things under control. As a guy uh, making it to seven figures, he's not betting beyond his means, which is something uh, we all advise many to do. Uh, what do you think about the NFL's stance on this and what players are allowed to do? Because the reason it is not a story in the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL is – well, one, it's so much more fun to bet on the NFL compared to any other sport and college football, which was the story with Calvin Ridley. But also the other sports are like, you know what? It's cool as long as you're not betting on this league. It's fine if you want to do it on our facilities. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, what do you think about the NFL's stance here? They've always kept, whether it's fantasy football and now gambling, as they take in the billions, they still do their best to keep it at arm's length. Yeah, I very much think that's probably the spot that is going to change, kind of going back to it. Like, you know, a lot of guys are really friendly in the locker room. They're going to be discussing bets back and forth, kind of like we do or whatever. And if a guy puts in, you know, a $50 to $100 bet on an NBA game after some discussion with his teammates, like, I don't really see I don't really see the reason for why that he, he would potentially have to be suspended in that particular scenario. So I do think we see some of the things loosened up a little bit um, with negotiations from the NFL Players Association. And I do think, you know, those are some of the things that are going to be cleaned up um, and, and maybe not be, you know, such a drastic, you know, sh- social media type spotlight here in the next couple of seasons. So I think that's the evolution. Um, I do think moving more towards what the NBA kind of allows for NFL players it is very much probably the correct and right fit. And I do think that's, you know, close to where we end up, I would say, long term. What do you think the punishment or suspension is going to be like for Isaiah Rogers? Because we've seen players, you know, on the Lions be suspended indefinitely. And then others like Williams, who wasn't betting on the NFL, was just betting on NFL premises, which obviously is is against the rules, only have a six game. So is the league kind of going to make a, a, an example out of Rogers with this one? Yeah, I, I think the long term, you know, looking back on it, I think, you know, the Calvin Ridley year long suspension, I also think, you know, it's not only maybe the volume of bets, but kind of like what Joe mentioned, like the the amount of bets as well, I think also could influence in some ways how how extreme they are in their punishment in a lot of ways. But I would be looking probably in the eight to, you know, full season long suspension for Isaiah Rogers. It does seem like it wasn't, you know, a one-off type thing where he was pretty consistently, I would say, placing bets in the team facility for, you know, different, different dollars of, uh, you know, differing amounts of dollars, but maybe not 
the drastic amounts that Kelvin Ridley potentially had. So I would put it in, you know, the eight game suspension range, maybe a little bit more 10 game suspension raise, but um, you know, he, he's a player, you know, specifically like last year, I thought was really intriguing and kind of emerging in his own. So if he does miss a full season, I do think it could, you know, pretty severely impact his career. And I think that, you know, that, that very much has to be a consideration for how long this actual suspension is as well. Let's switch gears now. And we heard Brandon Staley discuss uh, the DeAndre Hopkins saga by not discussing the DeAndre Hopkins saga, uh, specifically when it pertains to the Chargers uh, maybe being on board and uh, trying to, you know, throw a coin in the wishing well, so to speak. But when it comes to where DeAndre Hopkins will go, first off, what does he have left in the tank? And who could he make the biggest impact for among reasonable candidates to acquire his services? Yeah, I very much, you know, I think if you're kind of evaluating this veteran wide receiver market, like I do think Hopkins is probably still much better signing than a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. who did, you know, go to Baltimore, very much is coming off the ACL injury. Like I think Hopkins is in a much better situation to not only produce right away for a new team, uh, but also to kind of have the longevity to matter towards the end of the season as well. So I'm kind of intrigued by, you know, where he lands. Um, You know, the the Chargers specifically, I think is a really uh, still a pretty crowded wide receiver room in a lot of scenarios. I think, you know, me personally, and I think this is kind of moved to the betting market favorite, but Cleveland makes way too much sense right now, given how they've kind of approached, um, you know, I would say the wide receiver position, getting Amari Cooper last year, making the trade for Elijah Moore. They did draft Cedric Tillman, but I, I think very much like, you know, where Deshaun Watson and where DeAndre Hopkins you know, the, the chemistry that they've had previously, if if you want to see Watson potentially, you know, move forward, um, you know, in a lot of ways and actually play pretty good from a quarterback position, I think getting Hopkins in the fold in that scenario does make a lot of sense. And I do think, you know, the, the buying low, um, you know, sort of narrative that the Browns have at least kind of highlighted, especially at the wide receiver position, I think fits this sort of, you know, uh, acquisition as well. So I think it's Cleveland. If it's not Cleveland, you know, maybe Dallas um, still has secondary wide receiver concerns. And I think, you know, Jerry Jones is in some ways kind of feeling the pressure to maybe close the gap a little bit with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, very much in the mix, even though they've kind of, you know, removed their hat from it right now. I think if the price was right, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins could very easily, I would say, land in Dallas as well. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
sure to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, ben, you, you bet on other sports for those that don't know. So I, I'm curious for like, what, a month and a half before we get to, uh, to training camp, what are you doing now? Oh, what sports are you yeah, betting what, on, if any? And then what, what kind of prep work this early on are you doing for NFL season? Yeah, definitely. So we, I, I, there doesn't really feel, I know you guys feel this as well, and you guys run the gamut of sports so much better than I can. Uh, but the for me personally, I really do enjoy uh, betting the WNBA. I think it, in a lot of ways, it fits perfectly with, um, you know, the league schedule for the NFL and where, you know, my thing, you know, my my priorities kind of lie in a lot of ways. So post-draft, the ability to kind of have that league start in a lot of ways. And and I do enjoy basketball. Um, I, I think, you know, WNBA in a lot of ways plays a, a more pure team-specific type game. And I do really enjoy, I would say, like the runs, the in-game runs from like a betting perspective that you see in both the NBA and the WNBA. So uh, I've been betting a lot of that. I do like the Indiana Fever tonight. I think the line has moved down a little <laughs> bit. Open up at seven and a half. I think it's down to Atta six and a half, even six. I, I do like that. I like the over in that game as well. The Fever have been playing, I would say, pretty paced up as well. Uh, Kelsey Mitchell's kind of been shooting the lights out. So I know a lot of people had them as kind of the basement dwellers, but uh, they're very much, I think, a team that has at least surprised me to the point where I'm willing to back them at the early stage of the season right now uh, and see kind of how they are progressing a little bit. So Indiana Fever tonight, like it quite a bit. You know, outside of that, we're working on, uh, you know, betting and fantasy football products pretty heavily right now. We have a game level simulation that essentially simulates out uh you know every single play of the nfl season we have that in a beta phase so i'm doing you know essentially i would say some accuracy type um checks on how well that would actually perform or how well that actually compares to the betting market in prior seasons uh and also kind of where we're looking at for 2023 so doing a lot of that um which you know takes time uh you know a lot of coding and programming and those sorts of things but it's the off season, but uh, I think we're what like 90 days or something out from NFL season, so I think it's going to be here much quicker than uh, what we're even projecting right now. Ben, I've been looking at that uh, Fever Sky game all morning and trying to figure out which way to go, and I was leaning towards the Fever. So hearing you say that you're on them, um, that makes me feel a whole lot better. Um, with the WNBA, just for a second, can anyone outside of the Aces or Liberty win the title this year? I don't, I would say no. Um, and the Aces, I, sorry, the Liberty have been kind of, I would say, interested. I know we've seen like the the stars, you know, kind of a, come together in a lot of ways and especially in the NBA and stuff. But I don't know, I don't really like what Sabrina Inesco's like usage has been. I also think she's in a lot of ways deferring pretty dramatically to, you know, Brianna Stewart and kind of the other, the stars that they've kind of brought in line to potentially, you know, provide some sort of like cohesiveness to their to them offensively but I think they're at their best when Sabrina's kind of dominating the ball 
you know, making things happen and can still kind of facilitate the offense. And I think she's been in a lot of ways deferring too much. So I think that Liberty have a lot to overcome in order to get there. Um, and, and I, but I do think they have probably enough star power to potentially be there at the end, but I very much think this is aces or bust. It doesn't seem like the mystics, I would say, um, potentially have enough at the end to maybe get into that upper tier of the WNBA, but that's just my projection right now. But I still think, you know, Elena Deladon could potentially be the best player in the WNBA. So I don't really want to rule out the Mystics, I would say, too much right now. But uh, it very much, I think, right now is setting up to be a two-team race. Yeah, someone who has uh, Inescu as a regular season MVP, I have not liked her usage whatsoever. So we're definitely in agreement (laughs) as far as that's concerned. Let's move back to football here. Uh, Bills have made a lot of hefty commitments to that defense. Ed Oliver, Leonard Floyd uh, among the notables here. Clearly, this is the idea that they are in a win-now mentality. But do you feel like that they can still fall short of expectations despite going all in? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, the, the schedule is obviously one thing. Um, you know, the, the recency bias with how, you know, Josh Allen specifically kind of performed in the playoffs also, I think is maybe factoring not only into my mind, but a lot of other people's minds. But I, I think, you know, not going in all in this particular season leaves them, you know, in a lot of ways, even further behind the eight ball. I don't think they have enough to potentially unseat a team like Kansas city. I also think, you know, the, the Bengals have probably overtaken them as the second best team, you know, in the AFC. So if they don't make some win now moves, like the, the, this championship window, I would say is going to close relatively dramatically. So I, I don't know. I think if you, if you think Josh Allen can kind of live up to this MVP type caliber play every single year, um, you, you you have a hard time buying into some regression for the Buffalo Bills. But if you expect him to take a step back, you expect them to potentially struggle a little bit more offensively because, you know, they're now two years removed from Brian DeBold and, and maybe you don't like the offensive scheme or play calling or approaches that they took offensively last season. I think that, you know, that's only going to further deteriorate in a lot of ways. So um, that's kind of the camp that I'm in. I very much think that, you know, the the, the Jets and maybe even the Miami Dolphins uh, are very much going to have a say, I would say, in the AFC East division uh, without the Buffalo Bills running away from running away from those other two teams. And if that happens, uh, I just don't know if they're going to have enough left in the tank come playoff time to actually unseat any team that could potentially be better than them in a spot that they would have to win on the road. So I think the Bills, you know, although it's not a great feeling, uh, kind of look like a fade spot for me, especially to start the season. Mm. Ben, final few seconds. Can you uh, go ahead and promote your uh, new piece on PFF.com with the ELO strength of schedule and market implied uh, power rankings? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, some team overviews and stuff like that, we got, you know, a ton of different data and information. I have more, you know, uh, simulations and uh, work coming up for the futures market coming up this week as well. So uh, make sure you check out PFF.com. Definitely appreciate uh, everyone looking there. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Ben Brown. So thank you all for having me on the show. There you go. You've done the outro for me. I just have to sit back and relax. <laughs> ben Brown of Pro Football Focus, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is Beck UL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will talk about the NBA Finals as we get ready for Game 3 tomorrow night and some massive breaking news in the golf, to- golf world that we will share right here on the Beck UL Network.